Amen. Ooh. Well, this morning, I had to ask you a question. How do you picture yourself? What does your picture of yourself look like? Think about that for a second. Do you see yourself as a, as a, as a I'm going to get this yet. Do you see yourself as a successful? Do you see yourself overcoming obstacles, living the abundant life? Or do you see yourself as defeated underneath weights and burdens and things you can't seem to overcome? Do you see yourself? I mean, how you see yourself really makes a difference. It plays a huge part in who you become. The Bible says this in Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's a pretty powerful statement. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. How you see yourself and what's included in that vision makes a huge impact on your life and what you become. If you desire change in your life, you need to start seeing yourself the way God sees you. God sees you as blessed, prosperous, healthy, strong, talented, successful. How does your picture line up with the picture that God has of you? Be honest with yourself. How does your thinking line up with his thinking about you? Scripture says, where there is no vision, the people perish. In Proverbs 28, it doesn't say where there's no talent, where there's no opportunity, where there's no money. It says where there's no vision, the people perish. You have to have a vision of yourself that is in line with his vision of you. Dare to dream. Dream big. Have a vision for an abundant life. Jesus said, in John 10.10, 10, I'm come to give you life and that more abundantly. I like the way the Passion Translation, which is up there, has it in written. It says, I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. That's really good. I come to give you life and that more abundantly. This morning, I want to talk to you about kingdom abundance. Not worldly lack, but kingdom abundance. You know something? There is no lack in the kingdom. The word kingdom and lack don't go together. You don't have to figure out how it's going to happen. Bruce said this morning, you don't have to figure out what to do. You have to seek, you have to believe God and allow him to do it. One touch of God's favor. One touch can bring any, can bring any dream to pass. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. God's dream for your life is bigger, better, is blessed. And he, he wants you to be so blessed that you can be a blessing to others. David said in that um, psalm, my cup runs over. My cup runs over. Do you know that one of the first names that God revealed in the Bible in Genesis chapter 17 was El Shaddai. It's just this is God Almighty in the King James, but it says El Shaddai in the Hebrew. And it means 
that he's the God of more than enough. That's what El Shaddai means, really. The God of more than enough. He is the God of abundance. He rules the kingdom of abundance. And he wants us to be people of abundance. Because we live on the plenty side. We live on the prosperous side. We live on the abundant side of the kingdom. He took us out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into his abundant kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son. And there is no lack in that kingdom. Nothing that you could ever ask of God, ever ever require from him, would put a deficit if he gives it. Nothing. He, his blessing is not limited to what you can imagine or what you can think. He can do abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen? He says in Luke chapter 6, 38, he says, Give and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I thought, well, I'm not sure what all those mean, but pressed down is an interesting one. What does pressed down mean? Well, it's kind of like if you were making a recipe and it called for brown sugar, you know what you have to do with brown sugar, right? When you pour it in the cup, you've got to press it down in the cup to make sure you've got the right amount. Sugar, white sugar just flows, but brown sugar doesn't flow like that. So you've got to press it down. And then God is saying, you might think it's full, but you're not. I can put more in. In fact, I can put so much in that it will overflow. He says, press down, shaken together, and running over. Overflow. Hmm. Hallelujah. He says, I'm such a big God, I can open the windows of heaven. If you give, I can open the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing that, what does it say? Well, let me read Matthew, Malachi 3.10 and 11. It's just powerful. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing that you cannot receive, that you don't have room to receive. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. God wants to give you an overflow. He wants to pour a blessing that you can't contain. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What things? All these things. Food, clothes, everything you need shall be added to you. It's time to take the blinders off and open up our hearts and minds to the abundance of God. He is an abundant God. It's time to see his provision of abundance in our lives and, and um, our spiritual lives, our physical lives, our emotional lives, in every area, our financial lives, in every area. He is the God of abundance. We need, we need to believe that. God is truly El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. He is the God of more than enough. But so many of us, live with a just enough mentality a not enough mentality my salary's not enough to meet all my needs there's not enough food to go around so eat light take what you need the first time it goes around because it's not going to be left and gets around there's not enough healing to go around 
Well, God, you can heal that person. You don't have to heal me. Go ahead and heal them. Because there's not enough. 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 Hmm. I read a, I read a quote that stuck in my head. It says, if God inhabits the praises of her people, who inhabits our complaining? Words attract presence, and you and I determine what kind of presence we want to attract. Sometimes we create landmines to our destiny through our own words. I thought that's a powerful quote. We need to develop a more than enough mindset. You don't have to stay in that place that's not enough. You don't have to stay there. You can say, I'm traveling through, but I'm moving on. I'm going to a place where there is more than enough. I'm serving El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He is the God. He's not the God of barely enough. He is the God of more than enough. He is the God of more than enough, the God of overflow, the God of abundance. He is El Shaddai. Look at Psalm 35, 27. This is a powerful verse. It says, let them say continually. I'll just do the last part of that verse. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. The people were instructed in this verse to go around saying to, the, to one another, hello, God takes pleasure in prospering me. Hi there, God takes pleasure in prospering me. Good afternoon, God takes pleasure in prospering me. Shalom, God takes pleasure in prospering me. Do you get it? God takes pleasure in prospering me. That's what they were to do. Because God wanted to develop in them a mindset of abundance. Because what you think about, what you dwell on, is what you're moving toward. So we need to start training ourselves to think thoughts of overflow, thoughts of abundance, The very fact that God takes pleasure in prospering you. Say it. God takes pleasure in prospering me. I think you should say that again. A little louder. Amen. You know, in the the Old Testament, there's a story about the Israelites. And they were in slavery. They were in Egypt and they were in slavery. For 400 years, they'd been there. And they were surviving, but they had barely enough to get by. They were pretty hungry and pretty sore. You may find you're living in that kind of a land. You don't know if you're going to make it through until next week. You don't know if the bills you have will be paid or not. You just don't know. There's barely enough to survive. Sometimes you might think, we're not going to make it. But God has not forgotten you. He clothes the lilies of the field. He feeds the birds of the air. And he will take care of you. Amen. And then in Israel, God brought them out. Israel, I mean, then the people of Israel got sent to deliver Moses. And he brought them out. And they had enough. But just, uh, just enough. They were supplied. But they didn't have any extra. Hmm. But God is saying, I'm not giving up. I'm taking you through that desert to a land of milk and honey. 
I didn't create you to live that way. There may be tests, there may be difficulties, but they're not permanent. You're going on, you're going through. God is a place of abundance for you, a place of overflow. When God brought the Israelites into the land of plenty, he brought them into the promised land. It was a land of more than enough. The food and the supplies in that land were great. The grapes, well, they carried a cluster of grapes on a pole between two guys. That's how big they were. I've never seen a cluster of grapes that big, but I got a little statue of one. But that, man, that's a big cluster. It was a land of milk and honey. It was it said it was flowing with milk and honey, and flowing means it didn't stop. They didn't just have one cluster. They had all kinds. That's a picture of the destiny God has planned for you and me. A land of milk and honey. So don't settle in the land of just enough. That may be where you are, but it is not who you are. It may be your location, but it is not your identity. You're a child of the Most High God. No matter what it looks like, have that mindset that abundance is mine. Because I serve a God of abundance. Remember that phrase. Say it to one another. You remember? Do you remember what it is? God takes pleasure in prospering me. He does. Scriptures says, oh, we quoted that, um, Rebecca quoted that verse, or maybe it was Ruth this morning. God, no, Rebecca did. God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. His riches. Wow. So often we look at our and we say, I'm never going to get ahead. My business is really slow. It's really tough here. I'm never going to get out of this mess. You know, all those kinds of things that, that we struggle with. But the truth is, it's not about what you have. It's about what he has. He didn't say, I'll supply all of your needs according to your pocketbook. You're going to be in trouble some days, right? But I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. I want to. I remember what that scripture says: "As a man thinks in his heart, so is he." I want to develop a mindset that believes God believes in me, and God's desire is to prosper me. He takes pleasure in it. I live in the land of overflow. I live in a place of abundance. I live in a land of more than enough. You have to decide. Are you going to keep on believing, expecting, hoping, dreaming, working, being faithful until you see the breakthrough? Or are you going to be satisfied with just enough, just barely getting by? Sometimes maybe not even that. But God wants to take you into a place of overflow, a place of abundance, a place you've never dreamed of. Because one touch of God's favor one touch of his favor can take you into the land of more than enough. There was another story in Israel's history. They were traveling in the in the wilderness, and one day they decided, I think we need meat to eat out here. This man is good, but we need some meat. And you imagine, they came to Moses and said, give us some meat to eat. Moses was thinking, you've got to be kidding. There's no stores around here. There's no meat market to buy steak. There's no place to get meat around here. For two million people, you've got to be kidding. 
And then God, in his own way, showed them what to do. He blew the wind across the land and brought a flock of quail in across the camp at three feet high. And so they got all the quail they could stand. One statistician um, ran some numbers about that, and this is what he said. He said, based on the size of the camp and the number of people and enough quail to be three feet off the ground, as the scripture says, he concluded that there were approximately 105 million quail came into that camp. That's an abundant God. He could have just sent them four or five million, just enough for them to have one or two apiece, but he sent 105 million across that camp. They had all they wanted. God doesn't just want to meet your needs. He wants to be abundant in your life. You have abundant God. We have an abundant God. God, he so wants to prosper you. I think about the story of the prodigal son in the Bible. And two things, one thing, two things that struck me as I read that story. One of them said, the younger son came home, and the father said, go kill the fatted calf, we're going to have a party. And later on, the older son said, what's the problem here? We don't, I don't like this because I've been here all along, and you've never even given me a skinny goat. There were two animals there, a fatted calf and a skinny goat. So which mentality do you have? The fatted calf mentality or the skinny goat mentality? I don't I want to develop a fatted cab mentality and I don't want to let I don't want you to let me catch you thinking you'll never have enough. You'll never have a nice place to live, you'll never have enough to do what you want to do. You'll never be able to accomplish the dream and destiny God has put in you because I don't have enough. I don't want to see any skinny goat mentality in our midst. Don't talk yourself out of it either. All day long, do what God says. Say, I'm prosperous. I'm flowing in the land of milk and honey. I'm coming into abundance. I walk in the Holy Spirit. God takes pleasure in prospering me. Amen? Too many times, we are thinking like the skinny goat. I don't have enough. But God is the God of abundance. He's the God of abundance, and he has a place of abundance for you and for me. He's not limited by anything. He's not limited by your circumstances. He's not limited by how you're raised or what you don't have. He is only limited by your believing. So tell that skinny goat to get lost. I've changed what I believe. I believe in the God of abundance, the God who is more than enough. He is my provider. He is my source. He is everything I need. And when we begin to align our beliefs with the word of God, God can bless us in ways we've never even imagined. I'm not here to tell you that it will change instantaneously. There'll be seasons of testing and proving, times when you need to believe God. The enemy is maybe going to tell you it's not going to ever stop. It's not going to change. But don't believe his lies. 
Because the God of abundance is on your side. And when you keep being faithful right where you are, honoring God and thanking Him, then you'll come into overflow. Believe God. Believe Him. That's the way our God is. Why don't you get in agreement and say, God, I'm ready. I'm a giver. I'm, I have an abundance mindset. Lord, I want to thank you for a good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over in my life. But prosperity is more than just money, you understand, because prosperity covers me having my health. It covers me finding peace in my life. It covers me having good relationships. It covers me being able to sleep at night. All kinds of things. Prosperity. If, you're, if, you, if you say, I'm prosperous, it means all those things. I can't find a single verse in Scripture that suggests you're supposed to drag around with not having enough. No place does it say that you're not going to be able to afford to live the way God wants you to live. That you have to just live on leftovers. We're created to be the head and not the tail. Jesus came that we might have abundant life. And we represent Almighty God on the earth. And we should be examples of His goodness. So blessed, so prosperous, so generous, so full of joy that other people want what we have. If I brought my children to church and they were in ragged clothes and dirty and just worn out, holes in their shoes, their hair wasn't combed, you'd look at me and think, I don't know about that guy. Right? But when I bring them in, they look good, they're dressed well, and and they excel in their careers, then you think, man, that guy's really got something going with his children. But that's the way we have to believe God. When, when we walk around like the children of Israel in a land of barely enough, nobody wants to join us. But when we walk with a gun who's an abundant God, who takes pleasure in prospering his servants, then we attract everyone. There's something inside us that says we're supposed to be blessed. We're supposed to live an abundant life. Yeah. It's because we're children of the king. But the key is, you have to give God permission to prosper you. You have to believe who he is and what he said. In Hebrews eleven six. it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. You can't go around with a lag mentality. You can't go around thinking, I'm just eating the leftovers that everybody else is done with. It shows how humble I am, after all. Oh, God wouldn't want me to have too much. That would be greedy. It would be selfish. Get rid of that false sense of security, that false sense of humility. It's going to keep you from the abundant life. Consider what God said in Deuteronomy 28. In the message translation in chapter 28, verse 11, 
It says, God will lavish you with good things. And then later on it says, God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your head on schedule and bless the work of your hands. You, won't, you will lend money to nations, but you yourself won't even take out a loan. 13 says, God will make you the head and not the tail. You'll always be the top dog, never the bottom dog. Like that translation. Yeah. You need to start seeing yourself that way. Start thinking that way. Start believing God. Give him permission to increase you. Give him permission to lavish you with good things. That's what he wants to do. That's who he is. The God of more than enough. God is saying, I take pleasure in prospering you. Take pleasure in it. If it's wrong to have resources and abundance and wealth and prosper in all these things, why would God have chosen to start the new covenant, the first covenant with Abraham? Abraham is called the father of our faith. And the scripture says in Deuteronomy 13, 2, Abraham was extremely rich in livestock and in silver and in gold. Get rid of the thing that it would look good if God, it wouldn't look good if God blessed me. Just the opposite is true. When you look good, it makes God look good. Amen? When you're blessed and prosperous and successful, it brings God glory. It brings him honor. Because everything you have comes from God. Your house, your car, your clothes, everything you have comes from his goodness. You don't have to apologize for what God has done in your life. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it is the Lord who gives you power to get wealth. It's the Lord. You wouldn't, God wouldn't give you power to do something and then condemn you for doing it. There's nothing wrong with having money, but you don't want to let the money have you. Yeah? It's just a tool to accomplish your destiny to advance his kingdom. And there's a really cool verse on the first chapter, the 11th verse of Deuteronomy. I never saw this verse before, but I found it, and it's just really cool. It says, may the Lord God of your fathers increase you a thousand times more than you are. Uh, Is that really in the Bible? I thought, yeah, it's in Deuteronomy 1 verse 11. May the Lord God of your fathers increase you a thousand times more than you are and bless you as he has promised you. Wow. Sometimes when we when we read a scripture like that, our brain kind of goes on overload. Say, wow. Wow. Because we've been hanging out with the skinny goat. Yeah. If God says, move over. I'm about to bring increase. In Ephesians 1.13, it says, God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in Christ. Notice that that verse, the tense is past. God has blessed you. I like, I like to follow Abraham's example. He chose to believe what God said about him, didn't he? His attitude was God. It doesn't seem possible in the natural sense for that to happen. But I'm gonna I'm not gonna doubt your word. 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to try and figure it out rationally. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to agree with you. You said that Sarah and I can have a child at our age, at our old age. And as outlandish as that may seem, I'm going to believe you. That's what Abraham did. And as far as Abraham, as far as God was concerned, it was already a done deal. But Abraham had a responsibility before God to trust him and believe him. And similarly through the Bible, God has said those kinds of things about you and me. His blessing for us. They don't happen automatically. You You have to do your part. You have to believe God. To believe that you are blessed. You have to see yourself as blessed. You have to act like you're blessed. And when you do, the promise will become a reality in your life. God takes pleasure in prospering you. That's what he told them to say. He wants them to be convinced of the fact. God takes pleasure in prospering you. Amen? So get up every morning. Say, Lord, I want to thank you for today. Thank you that you're opening the heavens. Thank you that you're raining down favor. Thank you that you're lavishing me with good things. Thank you, God. I'm prosperous because of your blessing. I give you praise and thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you. Because you have given to us so much, so many things. Lord, if we could just believe you, believe that you're the God of abundance, that you have a kingdom of abundance, and you want us to be people of abundance. Oh, Lord. Strengthen us. Increase your favor on us. Pour out your blessing upon us. We want everything you have for us. We believe you, Lord. We believe you. Make a commitment to him today to say, I'm going I'm to say that phrase. God takes pleasure in prospering me. I'm going to say it to somebody today. And I'm going to say it to somebody tomorrow. And then the next day I'm going to say it again. And every day until I really believe it, I'm going to say it. Because that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to believe him. To believe him. Believe him. Put your hand in your heart this morning. From the very beginning, Lord, you wanted to bless us. You wanted to show your goodness and your abundance toward us. And all through the Bible, you communicated to us your desire to show your love and your joy and your peace, your provision, that we might be prosperous in you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord bless you and let him keep you. Let him make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Let him lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.